0: Yo, today's QOD is your breakthrough is waiting for you to let it go. Here we go. back to the quote of the day show i'm your host sean croxton of seancroxton.com. we got lisa nichols back on the show and i've been i've been sitting on this episode or this clip for about mm, three years or so and it is one powerful clip but i've been sitting on it because uh in part because it it may be a domestic violence trigger for some people so i just want to that out there before you listen to it. Like if you got some domestic violence trauma you may want to skip this one or let somebody else listen to it first just to kind of figure if it's appropriate for you. I think that would be a really good idea and I get questions about this particular topic uh, from my students every once in a while because they want to write books or they want to be motivational speakers and they're not clear on how to tell their stories which involve other characters while keeping the dignity of the other characters intact. And Lisa's gonna provide some really, really incredible advice around that. Here's Lisa.
1: Who, okay, talk, talk, talk to me. You're gonna say something Sorry. deep. you talk about him no matter what. So,
2: um, you spoke about your abusive relationship with your
1: ex fiance. You just go right there to the stuff, huh? <laughs> gone, girl, gone. I ain't mad, come on.
2: So I think, it's, I think it's important to talk about the abuse because I believe when we don't, the abuser wins. And I listened to it once because it was amazing, and then I listened to it again to hear how you told it. And then in my manuscript, which I'm halfway through, I wrote about my past abusive marriage. And after I got done writing it, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I need a lawyer. Like this right. is intense. So did you get any backlash from that? Did you have to hire an attorney? Right. Or, what problems right. were there from writing you about know, that? I love this question. And um, bonus, how can you bring <laughs> motivating the teen spirit to the Midwest? Can you train ambassadors so we can bring motivating the teen spirit to the Midwest and everywhere else other than just California?
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. it. So on that second question, which is the first question. Right. Tell me your name. Josie. Josie. So you said something when you opened up. You said if you are silent, then they win, which means you're still fighting. There still is. Wait, wait. May I clarify? Don't, mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm going to just take you for your word. Okay. Okay. Because either consciously or unconsciously, there's still a me against him because you said they win. I'm just using your language. Right. Okay, so if there was no win or lose, you wouldn't have used the word win, okay, which when you say win, the way you have to tell it, which also backs you into talking about an attorney. It's all connected, I promise you. So if you, and go back and read no matter what again, because if you read no matter what again, you'll see that I left his dignity intact, Yes. right, because I wasn't looking for a win. And I wasn't looking, I wasn't, there was no, it, it was all done. I had, I had to do a whole lot of work on me to be able to tell that story at all, better or less that way.
2: Okay.
1: And so I didn't get an attorney. I didn't get coverage, because I knew that I was going to leave his dignity intact. I knew that. Okay. And I believe that I did. And it was proven, um, I don't even know if Margaret is around, but we were in. Oh, my God, Atlanta, we were in Atlanta, we were, and after 13 years of never seeing his face, and I didn't go to his state anymore, like, I stayed out the state, that's how powerful it was over me, and the fear, I was here in Atlanta, speaking at the the big convention center, and I was in a room of standing room only people and I'm talking and at the back of the room, like where Jesse is, you see Jesse, raise your hand where Jesse is, but the room was much deeper. All of a sudden I see him mm-hmm. and, um, I had an internal meltdown internal while I was in the middle of sentences. All I yelled out, I'm talking, talking. I said, Margaret, and I just kept talking and she knew by my tone, something was urgent and she came up. I put the, or- the, the, the people in an exercise that I made up right in the moment. <laughs> I'm, y'all know I'm kind of good at this, right? And I put them in an exercise that was going to take them a few minutes. And um, I said, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Let's give them all a refund. Let's just go. I'm ready to pack my bags and get out the city, out the state. And God said, while I was talking to Mark, he said, you're not done. Fast forward. Um, I, I went, I went through, got through the rest and, um, I went to the back room. I went out this way and fell on the floor and wailed. I didn't cry. I wailed. I only know two times in my life I've wailed and Margaret, which is, you know, some of you guys are going to get personal development coaching and you're going to be blessed enough to possibly get Margaret and Margaret got my face. And she held me by my shoulders, and she said, what do you know? Because you're, you're caught up in what you think, but what do you know? And I was like, what I think? Because my thoughts was, I think I'm in trouble. I think because all my fear, my, body, my muscle memory came back.
2: It was a very scary story. It was a very And you told it very eloquently.
1: It was a very scary story. It was scarier living it, right? And so um, I, I forgot, I just forgot. And she was like, what do you know? I was like, greater is he that is within that he is in the world. What do you know? Uh, God would never leave me nor say, what do you know? Like, and she kept saying, what do you know? What do you know? And when I tell you, I was just like a puddle. And slowly, I just kind of took 25 minutes for me to stand back up. And the last thing she, when she asked, what do you know? I said, I know I don't ever just leave my audience like that. She was like, well, get back out there. And I came back out. Meanwhile, they were hugging 19 people because I told them to do that. (laughs) I needed time, y'all. I was like, I want you to find 19 people. (laughs) Look them in the eye and tell them I was born, my address is, no, I just, and I came back out, and they were like on 16, and and I walked off the stage, and let me tell you why I'm telling you all of this, because you have to know, it wasn't easy, I don't want to just get to the result, because you're about to take the platform, you're about to take the message out there, so I'm telling you this, because there will be things that will rise up as a result. And, and all you have to know is that you, it's your birthright to rise higher than it. It's that's your birthright to rise higher than anything that comes out of this. But it's your responsibility to tell the story in such a way that he can sit right there and hear the story. might not be easy for him to hear, but the story leaves his dignity intact. So I walk off the stage, and he's in the back. And I'm I, like, you see my pants? Like this was, this was my legs, right? No one could tell, but I was, I was. But I also was clear. I have to go to him. And um, this woman walked up to me. I very rarely tell this story. This woman walked up to me, and she looked oddly like me. Like she really, really resembled me. And she said, "I need you to set my husband free." And I understood. She said, I brought him here to talk to you. And I knew. And I looked at her, and I just nodded, and I walked past her. By this time, by this time the 400 people in the room, 500 people are, because I described Andrew very descriptively, you know. Now they're watching me go walk back there, like toward Jesse, and they see this man standing back there, and they're like, that, well, everybody's not 6'9" and 310 pounds you know and so they get they begin to put it two and two together and you start hearing a grumble behind me and they're angry and they walk in like they bought to knock him out and i stopped i turned around and i said this is my journey thank you so much but this is my journey that i have to take on my own And I walked over to him, and he was sitting down, and I pray, 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 please keep sitting, because he used to abuse me with his size, Um, block me in rooms, not touching me, but just would block me in the room, and he he would fill up the doorway, and I couldn't get out, and he would lock me in the room with his body in the doorway for two hours or so. And um, so, I don't want you to stand up. So I go over to him, of course, within 10 seconds, he stands up, right? And I'm in front of my community. I just finished delivering one of the most powerful experiences of my life, and now my monster is in the room.
2: With your gladiators.
1: My monster's in the room, but I didn't even know how we, because I knew wherever I went, they was going to go with me, right? Because y'all might ride or die right now, right? Y'all want, y'all want him to come through that door right now, right? Let him come back to Atlanta, right? <laughs> Look at y'all. Look, he's standing up. Pants. I ain't even seen you stand up before. He's like, I got you. Right. I got you. Right. I got you, girl. Right? And so, and so I want you to feel that energy because I had to be responsible for my influence. And so it was critical, and I'm going to tell you me because this is you. It was critical that I left that man's dignity intact it was critical that I saw past his humanity to his heart. It was critical that I understand his dysfunction and not just his decisions, and that his decisions were born out of his dysfunction. Come on, you guys. It was critical because I had this influence. So when you operate from that foundation, sweetie, no attorney required.
2: You' welcome. You're welcome
1: My honor My honor, my honor. My, you come in at the, She said, Right. My honor. And I'm glad you asked the question. Who needed to hear that answer? Who needed to hear that answer? Yes. Yes. We get attorneys when we need to prepare for a potential fight. I want you to be so beautiful and it's not easy. It's not easy because you were the victim. I need you to be so beautifully willing and versed and intentional. It'll take you longer. You got to go back and rewrite some of the stuff you wrote. You just have to rewrite it. And you got to keep looking at it and keep looking at it and keep looking at it. And you got to peel things off of it. You got to surrender. You got to not say stuff you wanted to say. Doesn't mean you're not saying your truth. It just means that that phrase doesn't take me anywhere. It's just what I needed to say. So it took me a lot. It took me a lot to get it out the way you saw because it was the truth, but it also... Let me breathe. When he sat down, when he stood up and talked to me, he said, I read your book. He had it in his hand. He said, I read your book. He said, it's a good piece of work. He said, and my wife and I agreed that I needed to come and ask for your forgiveness. And then he did something that disrupted my entire story. It messed me up my monster stood in front of me and 400 people and sobbed. And in my story, monsters don't cry. You ain't never seen a monster cry. You ain't never seen a bad guy cry. And so here he is just messing up my story. I'm like, what you doing crying? (laughs) And then I saw a man. I saw a man hurting. I saw a man remorseful. I saw a man who needed medical help for his bipolar condition. It's all right. Your breakthrough going to come. Your breakthrough going to come. It ain't over. It ain't over, y'all. We having breakthroughs. Y'all just hold her. I need one of my my coaches to go and grab her. I just saw a man. I saw a man that in his brokenness, he wanted me to live where he was. in his brokenness and I couldn't pull him out of his brokenness. And so he wanted to break me to be with him. But it was out of his, it wasn't out of hate or malice toward me. It was out of his own pain, his own hurt. And so if you can write from that place, if you can speak from that place, if you can find the corner, the crevice that exists in you to pull out the spoonful of compassion, and then speak from that spoon. You're not going to have a shovel of compassion. You're going to have a bowl of compassion. You're going to have a spoon of compassion. And you speak from that spoon of compassion. And then one day you'll look up and it'll be a shovel. And then it'll be a crate. And then it'll be a dump truck. And then you'll look up and there's nothing. So the last thing I said to him, when he said, come on y'all, come on y'all. The last thing I said to him, the last thing I said to him when he asked for my forgiveness, I said, no request required. I forgave you already. You came here, get this, I said, you came here so that you can witness me inviting you to forgive yourself. His wife started crying. I don't, I went in my inbox and his wife said, I can't stop thinking about you. And I used to, I used to be riveted with anger because I knew my husband was thinking about you. You guys just go with her, it's all right. She all right, it's all good. Laz, just go with her. It's all right, you don't have to touch her. Just go with her, let her walk. She might have to run through the Marriott. I'm all right with that. Y'all just run beside her all right. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know how you get your breakthrough. Breakthroughs don't come packaged in a chair, sitting down with a clapper. Sometimes you gotta go lay on the floor. Sometimes you gotta go walk around the whole damn hotel. Sometimes you gotta dance. Sometimes you gotta cry out loud. Sometimes you gotta scream. Some, sometimes you don't know what you gotta do. Quit trying to be so packaged. Your breakthrough is waiting for you to let it go. Let it go, let it go. His wife was in my inbox, and she said, how do I, how do I thank the other woman when she gives me my husband back? And I, text her, I emailed her back, I said, I was never the other woman. I've always been your sister in the journey. I was just the one who was in his life before you. I'm not the enemy. So I know there's a lot to say. I want to keep going, not to hold up, the, not to keep it going. But I, I, I spent more time on that because the thing that, we're, we, the thing that we spend the most time and energy giving in our lives are our relationships. And that's the thing. Our girlfriend relationships, our family relationships, and our romantic, they, they get the most of our energy. The thing that you're gonna spend the most time thinking about in your final days will be your relationships. Breathe, take a deep breath. I know we went kind of deep here. Woo. Dip, dip, baby, dip, baby, dip, baby, dip. <laughs> Is this a value to anyone? <laughs> Are you getting your value out of this?
0: powerful, powerful stuff from Lisa Nichols. If you want to learn more about Lisa, her website is motivatingthemasses.com. I don't really have a source for this one because honestly, I kind of stole it. It comes from one of her events called Speak and Write to Make Millions, which she does live uh, two or three times a year. And I watched it online. I've got this this program called ScreenFlow, which allows me to record stuff from my screen. And so I kind of stole it. I'm sorry, Lisa, my bad, but I had to play this clip because I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. Uh, Grab my new ebook. It's called Money Mindset Made Simple. Go and grab that one at moneymindsetmadesimple.com. What else I got for you? I think that's it. I feel like I'm missing something. Hey, follow me on the Instagram too. I'm there posting stuff and doing lives and things like that. But uh, I'll see you tomorrow with Mr. Steve Harvey. I'll see you then. Peace.